What's up, everybody? Welcome to Keeping It 9450, codenamed WBB. I'm your host, Daniel Artes. Got my co-host with me, KDOT. You already know what it is. So if it's late night, we are the Baritone Brothers. And listen, this podcast is actually unscheduled. I mean, it's not on the schedule. We wasn't supposed to cover any game ones until after all the game ones was played. But after that Liberty game, we had to come in here and just have a quick conversation about tonight's game ones starting off the WNBA postseason, man. And okay, dot let's just get right into it real quick, man. Like, what a game to start off this postseason. We, I'm at a loss of words, to be honest. The Liberty man was playing Chicago tough all game, and then Chicago, they actually took control. I think... If I'm not mis- if I'm not mistaken, the sky they went on a, in, in the first in the second quarter they went on a, like a nine zero run. Then the Liberty goes on a run. I think it was like twenty to eight, and then the sky answered that run back going a twelve zero run, a twelve four run, and then just the, the Liberty ended, ended the game on a thirteen zero run. And I don't know, K dot man, you, you have at it, man. This that Liberty game was amazing, bro. Yeah, first and foremost, what I, what it is was popping. It's early morning, but we in here working, and uh, I am at a loss for words. And it's a good thing that I'm at a loss for words because we talked about this Liberty team coming into the playoffs, and the biggest thing that we talked about was what type of team we will see. Is it going to be the inconsistent Liberty who sometimes gets in their own way and turnovers just kills them? Or is it going to be the highly efficient shooting light out Liberty team that knows how to make plays and understand the game to where they have potential to beat opponents. And tonight we got the latter and the way that they play this game was just incredible. They were in the game the entire night. The first half was basically even what the advantage that the New York Liberty had was something that was troubling for them. And that was turnovers. They, (laughs) they actually capitalized off of Chicago's six turnovers in the first half by scoring 14 points off of it. And That was something that was pretty impressive. We know that with this Liberty team, that at full strength, they are pretty good. And you're starting to see what we all talked about in the beginning of the season, where we said, looking at this roster, they can have a chance to be a pretty good team in regards to seeding. And even though they started off very sluggish, very slow, it was because of the injuries, because of so many things that happened. They were able to weather the storm and make the playoffs. Now, tonight's game, what stuck out to me was just the fact that Chicago decided to blitz Sabrina just about all night. And I think that was not the right strategy. Yeah. I think that you allow Sabrina to be Sabrina from a scorer standpoint, let her take a massive volume of shots and hope that those massive volumes of shots don't fall. And I think that's what happened with Chicago tonight. Too many, it was just too many blitz, too many double teams. She was able to make the plays off of the double team. I'm not sure 
what the game plan was. I think more you got to look at ball pressure for Sabrina. The more ball pressure you put on her one-on-one, the more likely she will make mistakes. So I think that's part of the reason why Chicago faltered those last three minutes and 31 seconds in the fourth quarter. The paint was wide open. And when you have Sabrina making the plays that, you know, that she made and the paint being wide open, we always talk about paint touches. Anytime you get the ball in the paint, that's trouble for the defense because now you're scrambling and and collapsing. It breaks down your defense too much when you get the ball in the paint and that's what happened. But what sparked it wasn't Sabrina. (laughs) What sparked it was that insane Marine joint. Johannes pass, and I'm going to Marine Johannes pass it back to my man DA for his reaction to that because that was crazy. Bro, my reaction to that pass, I said, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was my reaction to the pass. <laughs> oh shit. I'm sorry, excuse my language, man. You know what I mean? But Jesus Christ, that. Man, that pass was beautiful. And I've seen it happening like in slow motion and stuff. I'm thinking like, okay, cool. Marine, we got somebody in the corner wide open. And then once you see Natasha Howard cut, and you just I'm like, how she's gonna give it to her? Is this gonna be one of them wraparounds? Nah, I'm a player for the dramatic. Let me throw it back. That pass was elite, man. That pass was elite. Marine is such a great player, man. Like when she gets on the court, man, she's just, she's dangerous because she can play, make and shoot. You know what I'm saying? And I was just in awe. And after that's when they went on the run right there to end the game. They went on a 13 on run to to end that game. It was over after that. It was over after that. It was nothing they could do. They went, I think they went, I want to say they went five for five. And then they, I think they also hit a three and then they got to the line. It was perfect all the way. And then Chicago was 0 for 8. 0 for 5 from 3. And then they missed those. I think Khalil Copper missed two free throws in a row. And that was the game right there. That pass literally just sucked the air out the ball for them. You know what I mean? Because after the pass, though, I think Sabrina Nestle came down, hit a jump shot. That I think that she had another jumper. And it was over after that. You know what I mean? So that was literally the game right there. And oh, and let's not forget about the third quarter, too. A really big game tonight from Stephanie Dolson, former Chicago Sky, just in there having fun. Like I said earlier, in the spaces, getting the getting her Mark Gasol on, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And we was talking about how how she played, and we talk about how women play with their high IQ and their fundamentals. And tonight was it was high level tonight on the on the on the Liberty side and everything. <laughs> Chicago, they just got to get tougher. It's playoff ball, you know what I'm saying. This Liberty team is not scared of them, Kada. You got to understand. So in the regular season. Me and you was talking about it. This series could either easily be 2-2 or it could be actually 3-1. You know what I'm saying? So if we start off the, at the beginning of the season, Chicago blew the Liberty out by 33. Out the water. Out the right. water. Blew them out the water. And then when they played a month later in June, I think Vandersloo hit the buzzer beater to, yep. win, to win by two. But then in July, you know, Liberty came back and beat them by three. And then they end up losing to to the to the sky again by eight. So it was a three one, but it wasn't really a lopsided three one. 
it was literally a salute shot away, maybe from being actually 2-2, to be right. And this team is not scared of them. And the issue is this. You need good guards to win big games. And I feel like that the Liberty got these young, dynamic guards that can create multiple score opportunities, that can create scoring opportunities for multiple players with Johannes and with Sabrina Unesco, especially Sabrina. You know what I mean? Like when you got two guards that can get four other players in double figures and also score themselves, it's scary hours. And that's what's going to hurt Chicago. That's what's going to hurt Chicago. Sluti cannot guard UNESCO. She too, she's too small. You know what I'm saying? Sabrina's a big guard. You're a little slow or whatever. And like you said, and the way they pressure her on defense, shouldn't. You got to let Sabrina go off. You got to do what the, you got to do. You got to do what, listen, like I said, you don't want a player, you don't want to play against a player that is really elite at providing offense for other players also as herself. You want to take that aspect of the game away from her and then let her do her thing and then focus on the other four players of the team. You know what I'm saying? It may look good. She may have a career scoring game, but you got to stick with the game plan and stuff because she's going to hurt you. And that's the same thing with Maureen. But Maureen's just so more dangerous though because she could shoot. And then when she shoots, she's hitting like three. It's like a couple of games already. She's hitting three or four threes in a quarter in a row. So it's... It's scary, man. It's scary. And we was talking about this on previous podcasts. Every team could be, every team was beating these top tier teams all year long, even with the aces. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's only 12 teams, so they're going to play against each other all this time. And they're going to get real familiar with their offense and everything. And these, all these teams could really be beat, man. But like, this game was the game of the night. I'm glad that we had to come hit and just talk about it real quick because it was just like, it was crazy. What else can we say about this game? It was crazy. But look, look at the scoring thing. Let me tell you, right? So obviously we know the Liberty won 98 to 91, right? Sabrina has 22 points, right? Natasha Howard, 22 points. Benajelani, we didn't even talk about Benajelani, 17 points, five rebounds, five assists. Benajelani with a big game, with a big bounce back game. And she's a great player. So this definitely boosts her confidence. Yeah, that's definitely a confidence booster. I'm sorry to cut you off there because you know how how I feel about Benazelani dating back to last season. And what's funny about this dynamic, right, is we look at the final we look at the final five that play those final three and a half minutes. It was Sabrina, Marine, Benazia. It was those three. And what happens with that is for a defense, that's a little bit of trouble. The reason why it's a little bit of trouble is because if you don't put ball pressure on Sabrina, then you allow her to make plays for Marine Johannes to come off of down screens or off of dribble handoffs where Steph Dolson is just basically using the dribble handoff as another shield to screen to get shots off for for Marine or Sabrina or Benaja. It doesn't matter. And then when you have Natasha, who is very nimble, what <laughs> the only thing that concerns me about Natasha is that I feel like her feet <laughs> moves faster than her body sometimes. And that's why she gets that travel call a lot. Um, but because she has such 
Happy so, feet. A little bit of happy feet. Yeah, like a little bit of happy feet. Right? Happy feet. So, sometimes that sometimes the happy feet can deceive you a little bit as a defender because it's, you don't know you don't know how fast she's going, you don't know what pace she's going, and when she slips those screens, that's the issue. The New York Liberty have a they do a great job slipping screens. A great job slipping screens. Now, sometimes when Steph slips the screen and she don't realize that she's getting the ball, sometimes she don't even know that she's in front of the rim. I don't know what she'd be thinking. It happened in in tonight's game. Like, she literally slipped the screen. She got the ball um, wide, wide open. She yeah. was wide open. And, like, she passed it back out. I'm like, Steph, what are you doing? The rim is right there, and you're passing it back out. But that's the thing that impresses me about Sandy Brondello and how she's adjusted this offense, right, for the postseason. When you're moving the ball, I guarantee you she saw that game versus the Seattle Storm where they set the record for most assists. Because when you're moving the ball, and if you have ball act, if you have off the ball action going, then on top of the paint being wide open because they're doing so much hedging with the big. It's going to be barbecue chicken all night long if you keep doing that. Yeah. And the adjustment for James Wade is definitely stop hard hedging and stop blitzing, playing one-on-one, and you have to play Dana Evans. Yeah, you got to. You have to play her. Yeah. You have to play her because ball pressure is important. Ball pressure is important, especially against a player like Sabrina Unescu. So if that adjustment isn't made, we might be talking differently in game two. We might be talking differently in game two. Now, we just got to see the adjustment made. Yeah. And I think it, start, it starts with who you're playing. It, it really starts with who you're playing. And yeah. I believe that Dana Evans can – bring tremendous ball pressure and make it a little bit more difficult for the New York Liberty. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and Mamisma, where you at? Two for seven, 0 for three from three, four rebounds, only four points. You got to step up, man. It's playoff time now. But like the sky was playing really good too, though, K-Dot. You know what I'm saying? It was just a hard Yeah, game. they were playing good. Candace Parker was hooping. Quigley was hooping. She had a nice three. I think she had an M1 three. That was pretty cool. Whatever. Slooty was doing Slooty stuff, getting the offense going and everything. Like, she had 13 points, 10 assists, and one turnover, bro. Like, Slooty was really getting it. And then Kalir, 21 points and eight rebounds, was a monster on the boards and playing like Shaqs. One of this game, we've seen him. We've seen the emotion and her intensity. And Azaree Stevens, off the bench, 16 points. This team just didn't show up in three minutes. In thir- um, three minutes and 20 seconds to end the game, they were still in regular season mode and it was playoff basketball. And you just, you cannot give a pro team momentum, especially on the road where they're actually right. more laser focused because of what right. that, it's what it was like 7,500 people in Wintrust today versus the 11 or 10 or whatever, how many they got on Liberty's roster. And they more laser focus and everything. And then, like I said earlier, like they got conf- they're confident enough that they think they could beat this team. And they didn't the sky didn't come out and hit them in the hit them in the face to to start the series of what the aces did tonight or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I just think that game two, 
I mean, they, they played pretty well in game one, I think. I just think that right. game, they just got to play tough, a little bit of, a little harder. You know what I'm saying? A little bit harder and stuff. And let them know, hey, it is, it is playoff time and everything like that. So I guess, what, that's it for the Liberty Talk? You want to just move on to the Aces real quick? Yeah. Yeah. And one last thing, they have to, their defensive awareness, especially in the fourth quarter, has to increase. That's the sole, that's part of the reason why they lost the way they did. It wasn't necessarily on the offensive end, even though they didn't score. It was just on the defensive end, lack of awareness, too much, again, too much hedging and allowing Liberty to get paint, to get paint touches. That's never a good thing when your opponent is feasting in paint. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, so let's just move on real quick and just talk about the Aces. They just handled the Sun 79 to the Sun. I'm sorry, the Aces handled the Mercury 79 to 63. That was a close game until the third quarter hit. No, I'm sorry, the third quarter. It was a close game until the fourth quarter hit. And the Aces just, they just overwhelmed them. They just pulled away and stuff. But before we really get into it, we got to send our praise out to Shea Petty. Who had a yes. really uh, nasty injury. We don't know what it is, but she started grabbing at her at her Achilles, man, on a non-contact. And you know how those be sometimes. Those be really scary and stuff. But and that right there was when the game was lost for them because the game was close. It was literally a tie game, or it was up by one at, when that happened. And, and you seen Diamond, she started getting teary-eyed and stuff. And then obviously they, their mind was elsewhere focused and, and everything. And that's what I think that's what led them to 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 this loss tonight because they was with them. They was getting with them. They they took they made Vegas. Look very uncomfortable. The game right. really slow. They controlled the pace. Remember, it was it was literally fourth quarter, and the score was like fifty to fifty one or something like that. That's correct. And and then Vegas just started doing anything, and the Mercury they started resorting to the hard fouls, and then they woke up Chelsea Gray, bro. <laughs> they woke up a sleeping giant in, in, in Chelsea Gray, and uh, and she just went off in that fourth. I thought they Chelsea went on a knot. Nano run by yeah, herself. And by herself. Time. Yeah, she did. She did. She was in her she was in her bag. I don't know what kind of bag Beyonce be talking about now, but whatever bag Beyonce was talking about, she was in that bag. <laughs> she ended up, she finished with 17 points and four rebounds and four assists. And she had a really good game. Kelsey Plum had 22. Jackie Young. Hey, Jackie Young said, Twiddle-ree, twiddle Spin around for me one time, Sophie. <laughs> I don't know what kind of song that is, K-Dot. But Jackie Young is really dope. And I'm like, this team, it's just that I'm still nervous about that bench, man. I'm still nervous about that bench going forward. They're going to they gonna miss Derek Hamby, man. I know they do. They need her out there and stuff. But like, this team was dope. And they didn't really need much from Asia. She did the other things, too. And that's what I like about Asia. She did the other things. She shot 2 for 11 right, K-Dot? Eight points. 12 rebounds, three assists, three blocks, and was plus 19 when she was in the game. Absolutely. That's absolutely. It's funny. It's, it's not MVP numbers, but that's what MVPs do, how they affect the game otherwhere and other facets of the game too. And also, yo, Kia Stokes again, Kata, eight points, 13 boards. You know what I'm saying? Like what she's what she's doing since she's been starting, man, has been really good for her team and stuff. But, but on the Phoenix side, Yo, Diamond the Shield was taking a lot of crazy shots, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was taking a lot of shots. And, yo, you did, I don't think you've seen it. But, like, Sophie was like, you, you've seen it on T, but Toby was like, yo, tell Diamond to pass the effing ball. <laughs> or whatever. I was like, yeah, yeah, well, you can't pass the ball. Well, <laughs> that's. Seven for 20 well, was crazy. Let, let's talk about that right quick. Because we all know in the scouting report that, 
from a Mercury standpoint, like the only people you have to stop is Diamond and Sophie, to be honest with you. Shay before the injury will always be Shay. My personal belief, if I was a coach, is I'm probably treating Shay Petty like I would treat Sabrina Unescu. I would just let Shetty, I would just let Shay Petty just eat. I would just let her eat and figure out ways to slow down Diamond and Sophie because they are uh they're threats from the perimeter. Diamond is more of the inside threat. Sophie is definitely the outside threat. So if you neutralize that inside outside threat and you make Shay Petty be the playmaker and be the scorer and be the rebounder, like you make her do all of that. By the time the fourth quarter hits, she's gassed. And you go on the necessary runs that you need to go on. Listen, Breezy, Bree Turner, all she's going to do is give you the opportunity to gain, give you more possessions, offensive rebounding, her defense, and she's not looking to score. So where are all the points coming from? They're coming from Diamond. Sophie, and at that point, Shea Petty. And I honestly like what Vanessa Nygaard did in the second half because I didn't see, I don't believe I saw Kayla Davis in the first half, but she brought in Kayla Davis just to spruce up the bench a little bit. And Kayla Davis, she she produced pretty well. And I think that's probably what Vanessa Nygaard needs to do going forward. They've just been like, I feel sorry for the Mercury. Like they've been hit with so many things. Just, oh my goodness, man. Now you got the Shea Petty injury. We don't know what's going on there, but hopefully everything is okay. I'm definitely praying for her. We'll be back after a quick break. I'm Chris Stemp. I'm Donnie Stemp. Two brothers on this strange rock hurtling through space. I don't know, man. This rock is in trouble. The Week on Earth is a new podcast on climate change and the state of the planet. We're talking cars, carbon, trees, toilet paper, apocalypse, utopia, and most importantly, human behavior. We need to put the emotion into this story. How do we move from an extractive society to a regenerative society? Pretty twisted. And it gets worse. (laughs) It's changed my entire outlook. From the Peabody Award-winning producer of Netflix's Fantastic Fungi, The Week on Earth, new episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, man, it's it's, it's unfortunate and stuff. But this game was like a really just a blowout in the fourth quarter. So there's really not much to really talk about and stuff. Chelsea Gray was, like I said, she was elite. You know what I mean? She showed why she is her. You know what I mean? Right. That's it. But, yo, let's talk about the games for tomorrow. Okay? We got to talk about tomorrow's game. I'm talking about we got Dallas at Connecticut and Washington at Seattle. Two big games. I think these games are going to be fun tomorrow. I think today was really dope. Kind of wish the game was closer with, with Vegas tonight, though, to be honest, just for some more action or whatever, because of that New York-Chicago game was just crazy. But, um, yeah, man, uh, Dallas versus Connecticut, really interesting game, man. And Washington versus Seattle, which is the game. <laughs> I think that's the game. That's going to be the series to watch right there because it's like, damn. That team, listen, like I said, for Vegas' sake, they better hope Seattle win this series. That's all I say. I don't think I don't think Vegas because as great Vegas is defensively, 
nobody really be like, all right, nobody really be caring that Washington's actually number one in defense. Yeah, that's the scary and unfortunate part because a lot of a lot of casual type like they don't talk about that. They don't talk about it enough in in our basketball space. Yeah, it's almost like the storyline is, oh, is EDD going to play? Yeah, that's basically all you're worried about. When you have great ball pressure and you have great perimeter defenders in Ariel Atkins and Natasha Cloud. It's always going to be a difficult night for you as a guard. Um, and that's going to be something that we look for in Sue Bird and Jewel Lloyd coming into this series because that's going to be that's going to be something that's going to predicate how well Seattle does for this entire series. And it's crazy how we jump right into the four or five, how I jumped into the four or five matchup and not even think about the three, six matchup, which is the sun versus the wings. Now we've talked about this and my biggest thing is it's going to be a guard heavy or guard important type series. Whoever comes out on top of the series is because they had great guard play. I don't think it's going to be the front court. The front court is going to do what the front court does. And I think Satu Sabali will be back. So that's going to be an additional thing that we look for from an adjustment standpoint because she hasn't played in a while. So we'll see what she and how she's able to produce for a team. Again, guard play is going to be very important. So I'm looking for Courtney Williams and Natisha Hodeman to set the tone early. The X factor for me from a guard standpoint is Odyssey Sims because she actually knows and is a seasoned veteran in how to get the ball to the right players, especially on the block, mid post, elbow. Doesn't matter. She knows how to get the ball to you and she knows how to make plays. So that's going to be my my X factor for this series. And we'll see if Dallas's guards can actually contain that. I was more focused on the whole uh, Tierra McCowan dynamic. I think that her play is going to, I'm not going to say dictate the series and stuff, but uh, she's, I think that she's going to be a load to handle for John Quell and even Brianna Jones coming off the bench because of her size. And now that she's playing with su- super confident, now that she's starting, she's a double threat, a movable object <laughs> in the low post. So I think that's going to be an interesting game. You know what I mean? For me, just loving the post. I'm excited. I'm excited about that. And But I just want to see that John Quell show up, man. I want to see the John Quell that I got to know and love over the last season. I need that to show up. That's why a lot of people was picking this. So KDOT, I did a poll right on our Twitter page and the people have spoken brother. You know what I'm saying? They really have spoken. And as I pull it up, trying to see where it's at, I'm going through my, my notes right now. I don't know. Oh, there we go. I found it. So basically I tweeted out for my page, the 9450 on Twitter, follow us, which series is getting upset in the first round. And at 5% was the Mercury over the aces at, 17% was the Liberty over the sky at 31% was the mystics over the storm. And at 47% Dallas wings over Phoenix. And I, wow. and I think that people are, and I'm leaning towards that only because I don't know what's up with John Quell. I don't know what John Quell we're going to get. Now we got last year's John Quell. 
I'm just like, okay, cool. It'll be easy. It'll be easier. You know what I'm saying? So I understand why people was picking the wings over the sun. Like this wings team is really good. And now we're going to get to see, we're going to get to see it in playoff in time now too, as well. So I'm definitely excited about that. And also one thing too, I want to point out, I've been on, I'm not a, I'm not going to say I'm not a fan of Vicky Johns. I just feel like the players, they're not listening to her voice. But I think they're actually starting to listen to her voice again. And she's showing that coach her ass off, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. When the player's buying in, she can coach her ass. So if you give her the right group and she got the right group, she got them humming. I think they're like one of the hottest teams. I think them and the Liberty are the hottest teams coming into this postseason. The Liberty is 5-2 and two in August, by the way, even though I don't mean to go back. But the Liberty is 5-2. And... Two. and the sky three and three in August, struggling. K dot. Ah, uh, uh, might be a little. I should have forgot to bring that up earlier though. But um, when Vicky Johnson got her team rolling and stuff like, and then whatever issues that, you know, Connecticut's dealing with. I don't know, man. It's going to be. It's going to be real. It's going to be a real interesting series too. I can't wait to see how that one pans out and stuff. I want to see how that pans out. I just think that whoever's watching those games tonight, we've seen DJ Carrington watching the games and tweeting and stuff. Yeah, it's playoff time. You better be ready to go because or else. Yeah, you don't want to play game three on the road. You don't want to. The sky is in trouble right now. I don't care. The sky is in trouble. Like, we we even said it. Yo, whoever split one might actually win this series in this first round. You know what I mean? That's true. <laughs> so, right. yeah, Dijanae, we see you. You know what I'm saying? We see you. We love you. We fans of your game and stuff like that. But no, yeah, you can be beat. And, you know what I mean? Your team, yeah. it's funny because they had their issues, but they're 23 and 11. Solid, great team. Oh. 25 and 11. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? I'm just like, damn, I just want to see them. I just want to see them prosper. You know what I mean? But I just know that they got a lot of questions to answer. But once that ball is tipped, I believe they're going to answer it. And we didn't really talk about Seattle that much. So I end the show by talking about Seattle real quick. Like Seattle, they're perfect fit for Washington with what they got. You know what I'm saying? And right. of course, you know, they got Stewie. And we don't know what Drew Lloyd we're going to get either. Another thing, Julia had 38 the other day, but she didn't have a really good season. She wasn't herself, which is, but hey, K-Dot, maybe this might be the sign of things to come with her having 38 to end the season. We don't know. You know what I'm saying? You know how it is with players. You know, all they really need to get on a little quick run or whatever, but I'm looking forward for these games, man. I'm looking forward for these games and stuff, and I was getting late, about to be like one in the morning over here, so we're going to. We're going to tap one out and stuff. And I ain't going to really do the whole sign-off crazy thing because I, I just want to get off. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all already know what to do. Follow us. Y'all already know to subscribe to the podcast. Y'all already know our Instagram and Twitter and everything. Listen, and before I go, we are in the top 700 in the world as far as global reach with our podcast. We went up, we was, I think the last time I checked, we was, what was we like 999 actually? Yeah, we was 999. We moved up over 200 spots for our global reach. So they listening to us and everything, you know what I mean? Shout out to everybody that support us. Shout out to everybody in the Twitter spaces that support us and everything. We really appreciate everything y'all doing. And then with that being said, I'm Daniel Artes. That's KDOT. Thank you for listening to 9450. Codename WB. One in the morning. Go to bed. <laughs> love is love. Peace out. Peace out.